Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour nothing of the NRL tour. After eight years of torment, New South Wales are finally State of Origin champions again, and we did it in two games. We did, exactly right. It was, uh, for 70 minutes there, we probably had some uh, sweaty palms, but we got there in the end, and it was it was an ugly game, but um, we're champs. As you said, plenty of times we've walked out of that stadium lamenting what could have been. Uh, this At least this time, we're on the right end of... Uh, right into the result anyway. And I'm more than happy to say, at the start of the year, uh, I said it, I went with my head, not with my... Oh, well, went with my head, not my heart. As I always told me, New South Wales, I said that Queensland would win 3-0. Very happy to eat those words. Well, it could easily I, be 2-0. I virtually had one. near no faith with the halves troubles and form and injuries and all the rest of it heading into it and the two home games up there, but they certainly proved me wrong. They were very tough in both games. Yeah. And uh, I think we both agree. They definitely didn't play... A great brand of football, but we definitely were the tougher side, and that got us uh, home in the end. We haven't we haven't been that resilient in the past years. No, I, look, there's if you want me really to dissect it, I, I could, but it could easily be two 0 the other way. Yeah, um, it could be just like a lot of the other series. You know, if think... Brent Tate's on the wing when um, that pass goes out there, that McQueen's nowhere near, they probably score and win the game, and it's one all going back to Brisbane. And then we go back to game one, we dissected that game. Uh, it could have easily gone to Queensland. So, mm. but that's Origin. Yeah, you know, that that is origin. So, well, we might uh, touch on that a bit later in the reviews. We'll leave uh, the game to New South Wales win over Queensland until that point in time. We'll start off with our fast five highlight, low light, best, worst, and any questions coming out of the round. What is your highlight this week? Highlight of the round uh, was that just that New South Wales winning it. Um, the other highlight was uh, Gallon Gallon's comments about Peter Sharp. I, I liked it. Fair enough. I liked it. It was truthful. True. Um, and too often players get ridiculed for uh, for not, yeah, I guess, not speaking their mind, not being human. And then as soon as someone does, they everyone wants to bag. Well, we both uh, bag love, the bloke out. We I, both love the NFL, and over there it's pretty much fair game. And it's a lot more interesting when you turn on ESPN and Sports Center and watch what the, you know they're talking about as far as coaches, players, and the journalists don't tear them apart over there. No, they roll with the stories because that's what they want. They want that reciprocation when they go to talk to them, not just robots like we seem to get over here about taking it one game at a time or not getting too far ahead of ourselves or stick to the game plan. Mm. You know, I, I, I well, love it. And I, I didn't think he really threw Sharp under the bus. He didn't say anything. That he reiterated things that Sharp had already Sharp, said. Sharp had said exactly. Yeah. So, which is fair enough. What was yours? Uh, my highlight, obviously, the New South Wales win as well. But I'd have to probably chuck in Melbourne scoring some points. They were good on Sunday. Uh, I, was, I was impressed with the young kids, that's for sure. But uh, what about your low light? Ah, uh, the Cowboys. Just their form and their inconsistency. I, I was on them again. I couldn't have had enough cabbage on them if I actually had some last mm. night. But None from seven away from home this year. 
Yeah, and you can't. The, I, I I tip them as the best chance um, outside of obviously the Roosters and Manly to to win the competition this year, but they're really not. Well, living I did up that, to that did that last year, and look what they've done. And that, yeah. that was like I've said before, and I don't have sympathy anymore. They may have been burned in the finals a few times, but they're the team that always leaves themselves in that position to be in those bottom four games or at sudden death week one. Yeah, They keep putting themselves in that position when clearly with the squad and roster they have, they should constantly have been in the top four yeah. over past years. So I have no sympathy anymore after that run. And they're getting to the end. Uh, you must say, even though Thurston is signed long-term, of that good run, you can't keep maintaining that talent in the squad. No. Uh, my low light refers to them somewhat is uh, injuries. I hate seeing injuries. Um, one thing kind of irked me a little bit. A lot of people won't care or say, you know, oh, whatever. But when Brent Tate did his name, people booed him. Yeah, that was rubbish. Um, fourth reconstruction. The bloke's gone through a hell of a lot. I've had injuries. You've had injuries. Anyone who's played the game and has injuries, that's that's the last thing uh, you should do at that point in time. It's probably the end of his career. It's been a hell of a career and a hell of a comeback. Um, and, yeah, I, I just that kind of bothered me a little bit that moment. I don't know. You could cheer for somebody's agony and probably the last game he's going to play. Yeah. And uh, probably Matt Scott and just, just other injuries. Adam Clydesdale last night. They're so brutal. The game's just so tough these days and you don't want to see players getting hurt. You want the best players on the field week in, week in. And I'll say it again about standalone origin, but I'm yeah. not going on that round again. Oh, well, what about your best player this week? Uh, best player, Billy Slater. I like By far. I don't need to say anything else because mine's Billy as well. By far. He's an immortal. He was sensational. Uh, he tore that game apart. And it's more the stuff he does off the ball, not so much when you when the camera's on him. Um, he's oh, a brilliant he's player. He's just outstanding on the weekend. I just love the, the two replies. At first, it was Greg English should take his spot and he burned him when they played South. And he's been probably the best for Queensland in both the games he's played. And then this week, they were starting to talk about the incumbency of Jared Hayne taking his spot just from one origin performance. And he showed Jared Hayne on the weekend why he's not going to be getting that Australian jersey off him anytime soon no. either. No, exactly. And, uh, 31 or not, that bloke's defying age. Usually people slow down by now. He hasn't lost an inch of his wit. Uh, it's taken him a little bit of time to warm into the year, but now that he's going at uh, you know full clappers, he's going outstanding. He overtook Terry Lamb on the all-time try-scorers list, and he's now equal third with Andrew Eddinghausen on 165. Uh, the only two players left ahead of him now, Beaver Menzies on 180, and Ken Irvine, I think, has so 212. So how far away is he from Beaver? 15. What about Irvine? Irvine, well, it's 165, 35 plus 12, about 47. I don't know if he'll catch he'll Ken get, Irvine. He'll get Irvine. I think he'll run down Beaver, but I don't know about Irvine. That's going to take at that. least another four seasons, I think. Four or three seasons of very consistent football. Mm. He's only had one season, I looked yesterday, under double digits in tries. That was 2006 when he had the two suspensions before he got on that good run when we made the grand yeah, final. No, I reckon he'll go really, really close to Irvine. Mm. Well, injuries and origin. I reckon if you're retired from rep football, he'd get it in a heartbeat, but I don't think he will. Mm. And I don't blame him. Why he's got that fire, you can't tell someone like Paul Gallant. And the origin tries count towards that, international tries? No. No, that's club tries. Okay. He's got, I think, 22 and 23 for Australia and about 15 and 20-something for Queensland as well. So if you added all them up, he's got plenty, but a heck of a player. Uh, Worst, I think this is going to be the same too. If we watch the same game on the weekend, that was Blake Ashford. Yep. He... uh, there was, there was one in particular that I... Manly gave him a bath. I was sitting there with, uh, you obviously know, Keno, a mate who played a bit of footy himself, a bit of high-level football, and we watched him jam in three blokes, pull the handbrake and pull off Stewart, then rush back out, then pull up again, and then he got turnstiled. So he made three mistakes in yeah, one play. I, um, it wasn't totally him. No. Nah. Whatever the structure is there, it's not working. No, nah, it's and definitely not they're not following working. it. Um, but, yeah, he was, uh, he was the eyesore in that, on that edge, but... Mm. There's a few times where Todd Carney came in um, and yeah. Michael Gordon was on that wing. I, I've, 
I've come to the conclusion that that's why Michael Gordon was put on that wing to shore it up defensively. I can't. I honestly can't see any other reason why Gordon's on. I think he tried to get Gordon back. um, uh, Sorry, Gardner back in to spark things up. But I said to you, I don't see why Gardner cannot play on the wing. I would just put Gardner on the wing and left Gordon where he was because Gordon was one of their best players. Yeah. Without all these injury troubles, I like the fact he finally took his grudge away and started with Leisha and had Carney and Farmer Browns play. And going forward, that's what they should be doing because that's realistically their future. But um, I'd have Gardner on the wing. I'd also be getting Valentine Holmes in. I know if he's hurt right now, but him and Farmer Brown are the best two juniors they've got. It's time to start looking towards next year. And, yeah, uh, they're much. not doing that at the moment. There's still a lot of blokes in there that just should not be there. Yep. Throw some kids in. Sione Massima, anyone that's doing well in the New South Wales Cup, now's the time. Get yeah, uh, eight or nine games under their belt, get them a feel for it, and then get a good preseason under them and uh, start rebuilding for next year. Um, questions? What have you got anything after this week? Did you have a problem with Gallon's comments? No, I didn't. No, not at all. Because, like you said, Peter Sharp, uh, for the most part, reiterated everything that he said. He didn't go anywhere out of context or out of line. And and I think if people haven't actually listened to the the whole interview, like download the um, Triple M Sunday NRL podcast and, and listen to it. I think it's on the first hour of the mm. of the show. It's he said nothing. Um, no, uh, nothing know, untoward, and, nothing outside of what uh, Peter Sharp sort of said. He didn't want the job. He was reluctant to take the job. And a lot of people have sort of come out and smashed him yesterday. And I'm going to chuck one thing out there. I think another reason uh, you know, they didn't go for another coach is purely they can't afford to pay somebody else again. Well, but I, 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 know, just I know that's so small or sounds petty, but for them to have Sharp there is just convenient. He's there right there. Well, he's busy assistant. So yeah, I, but that's what I mean. To chuck him in there means they don't have to pay somebody else. And they're yeah. still paying uh, Flanagan, aren't they? Or is he suspended yeah, but why can't he just stay as the assistant and just employ someone else? Yeah, well, I, I thought about it. And it was yesterday. their choice to pay um, Flanagan while he's suspended. I guess that would have probably severed the relationship anyway if they didn't pay him through well, that period. I'm actually not sure. Is he getting paid? I yeah, think the Asada thing means he wasn't no, allowed to. Paid. So he's not on like the herd situation? Or is, no. Oh, I thought he was getting paid by Salford, obviously, because that's outside of you know, RL no, the Asada jurisdiction. They said it's up to the club whether they pay him or not. Oh, well, he's getting double cash right now then, isn't he? Exactly. Great times. But yeah, I just looked at that and thought that that would... And if I'm Shane Funnigan, I'd be worried about this situation because this could set him back for next year well, as it's, well. It's already hurt him next year. Yeah. They've already lost Leisha. I know they've got Innes coming in, but that's a temporary stopgap. In a year or two, you're back to square one again. Yeah. You don't have a hooker. And uh, multiple other spots on that team, that they're going to need a real recruitment drive the next year or two, so they need to shape that club up because yeah. a lot of those blokes are going to be retiring. Yeah. Um, anything else? Yeah, um, outside of Manly, South... Um, and the Roosters, do you think anyone else can win it? Win the At this point in time, from what I've seen, no. That, that's more on a consistency basis. Yeah. And I don't think we'll be able to make that call until Origin's over and we see the back end of the season. I think the, the only other two at the moment that are standing out to me are probably the Warriors and, and Melbourne, potentially, but that have the weapons there to win a comp. But outside of those top three, I, I really can't see anyone else winning it. The Bulldogs are starting to worry me. I know that it's, I know, I know they've been missing key players, but I still think... They can't win it. At crunch time at the back of the year, I don't know if they've got enough points. I don't it. think the Panthers can win it. I don't think the Broncos can win it. Cowboys, Eels, Tigers, I don't think any yeah, of them can win Panthers it. I think Panthers are a bit the same deal. They're, they're a little bit... Uh, they're, well, not they're, a year, they're a year early. They're, mate, it'll be an achievement for them to make the eight. And if they land in the top four, that's almost as good as a grand final. I think they're one or two attacking weapons away. They are. Probably from fixing uh, all their issues. And maybe still another front row or two now looking at that situation. That's probably the only spot in their roster I look at and go, they're not really equipped depth-wise to deal with any losses in that spot. Yeah. Um, So hopefully that's something they address over the next year or two. Anything else? Uh, The referee suddenly using the Symbian. What would you make of that? 
I, two in one weekend for getting abuse. Yeah, and John Cartwright came out and said, oh, well, if, if um, we see <clears> everyone that abused the referee, there'd be no one on the field. I thought that was a stupid comment because you've got all the, you know, thousands and thousands of people watching that or, yeah, exactly. or seeing that footage thinking, well, what? So that, we basically say that abusing referees and abusing match officials is okay. Well, I was a little bit bothered. I'm, I always sound biased because I go from Melbourne, but it was the penalty count was 7-7, seven, seven, and I had people on there going, oh, they're getting roared at Paramedic and bashing the penalty count. It was even. Yeah. It was seven apiece. He made a stupid comment. Uh, you know, come and snapped it. I couldn't hear it on the live thing until Fox oh, Sports. Really, I don't have a problem. If, if I, didn't think, gonna, yeah, I didn't see much in it. I want to see refs do it more often. Silly comment, no doubt, but I didn't expect him to get binned, but... For, so, like, for someone to well, win, he questioned his integrity. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. And he snapped. That's why I was wondering why he snapped because I didn't hear it live. But when I saw comments saying, "Oh, they're cheating," it was seven all. Cummins didn't like the comment, and if anything, Sandow should hold his head in shame because they were hanging in there even though they started yeah, slow in that game. They were eight points out of it. They'd pretty much dug themselves a hole the first twenty minutes and somehow were in the game. And the moment he left, bang, three tries. Nate Miles, they lose by one in the end. That little spell where he was off was probably enough to run the gas tank yeah, down and get seven points clear to get that well, I didn't actually hear what he said. but Yeah, I didn't hear what he said either. Um, but, you um, just don't abuse referees. And, and yeah. let's not accept it as a game and say that it's right. It's okay, because it's, it's not. No, it's not. Um, questions I've got here. Asked this one last night, and everyone, a few people said it was a stupid question, but I disagree. The spoon, everyone's got the Sharks pencil in. I still think the Raiders can fall. Down, I think I think the Sharks have still got players to come back into it, and if they fix think, their structure um, up a little bit, they might be able to jag themselves out of that spot. Again, I, I think there's only three teams that win the win the comp, and there's three teams that win the spoon and toss a coin. I, the Knights, the Sharks, and the Raiders. Well, I think we've both the said Knights. The, the Knights, Knights, the Knights should have been winning more games all along. They've had. And I actually think the Knights trouble. have had a weaker draw. Like I don't think they have an easy draw. I, I did the ladder predictor today, and I had all uh, all three of those top teams together on the same amount of points at the end of the year and I had all three of the bottom teams on the same amount of points at and the end of the year. And against you reckon might come into yeah. it. Yeah. Or, or obviously a injuries and all those there, kind of things might every so, game but Yeah, injuries and that also we can't predict uh, this far ahead. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards I know a lot of people think the Sharks I still think the Raiders might get dragged down that barrel. The way I think who's got the better, better quality in their roster out of those three sides and I think it's the Newcastle's Knights got the Sharks. Especially in the halves. They've got a much better situation. And the Sharks are now going to get all their players back. Well, the only one they probably won't get is Fafita still. He had a wrist problem, so he's probably another four or five weeks away again. Okay. But uh, as far as getting the back row back, Carney being in there, if they can, do, all they need to do is they need to revamp. I don't know what Sharp's doing. I don't know what's going at training. I think the, the Gallon comments, but it's effort. Effort is 100% perfect. right now. They, they just look like they're not trying. Uh, and the Raiders, Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter who's there available for them. They only missed a couple last yeah. week in Vaughan from suspension, and they've changed a few little bits and pieces, but they've got nothing there to tweak. And he benched Milford for some reason. He'd come on and score to try and get him back into the game. Mm. I know he's leaving, but at the moment, if you want to avoid the spoon or make any progress, you need all the players on the paddock. Yeah. They're, well, who's going to play fullback for them next year? Well, Reese Robinson's still going to be there um, if that's the way that they're, they're looking to lean. If not, Jack Ahern was a junior kangaroo fullback last year who can also play 5'8". I think he's been playing 5'8 up in Queensland Cup, so unless they were going to lean that way. I've got to be honest. I was I'd happy to see Milford. I'd punt him. Well, I said the same to you about the Tedesco thing. If Tedesco left, I would have left row in. Yeah, but I think I don't. Canberra can't make the eight, mm. whereas the Tigers can. And but still, on progression of row, I would have left row in there. 
but yeah, I, yeah, I, but I, I would have put Tedesco on a wing or something else. Yeah. I wouldn't have, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I think get the get whoever's going to play first grade next year for you. So at least well, he's had ten be, games experience. It's going to be Robinson or it's going to be Ahern, but I think they're grooming Ahern as a six because he had twenty something tries just playing at a fullback. Okay, well, he played we'll most of I hope he, I hope um, Stewart sticks with it then. If he if, if that's his how he's going to play it next year with Robinson at fullback, get him in there now. Yeah, well, and get Cornish up. And, and try and get your halves pairing and your hooker pairing as close to what it's going to be next year as well, possible. He just so gave it to you, Neil, again, to uh, sorry, McCrone. The way I'm looking at things right now, I think it's been pretty obvious. They looked better when McCrone was at nine with Cornish at seven and Campo at six. Yeah. And even though I don't think Campo should be playing first grade or they should be looking elsewhere, they've got nothing else there at this point in time. I think that's okay. the best thing they can do. Put Buttress on the benches back up for McCrone because he probably won't be able to defend the whole game there. Chuck Branko on the wing for the rest of the year as well. Leave him there. I know he made a couple of errors the other night, but his yardage carries are pretty good, and he can score a try if he does get the opportunity. Yeah. Robinson at the back if you're not going to give a Hearn a run. So uh, that, that's more the situation. I, I'm with you. It's time to start. And they've got Mago, and I've seen Tevita Pengai Jr. play New South Wales Cup the other week, two massive 18-, 90-year-old back rowers. They looked very comfortable playing men's football. Yeah, uh, Pengai scored a double as an 18-year-old in his first game. So same deal again. Just get him in. If you're wasting time, it, it's time to start blooding them. Yeah. Look get at uh, what's going to be playing for you next season. Yeah. Um, my questions are the Cowboys. You've already gone over that one. Is you know are they going to be able to fix up these away wins? Are these injuries going to hurt them? And to be honest, now losing Scott, losing Tate, uh, possibly cost Jason now out with rib cartilage. They'll be lucky to make the eight. Ray Thompson. They're going to be very hard done by. I think mm-hmm. pushing for a spot in the eight. The spoon we've already touched on. The only one I've got left, because we've already touched on the Sharks and uh, the coaching situation, Origin 3. New blood for Queensland, or they roll out the same side, and vice, side. vice versa for us. I think Laurie's already said he's going to take up as close to as possible as the players that have played so far to reward them uh, with that experience of going up there and holding the shield. Well, they should. Yeah, they should pick as many players as they can. If you're Queensland, you're not blooding anyone in. You're just going, going with your best team. You're not trying to get any new blood in there. Uh... Nah, not unless I have to. Because this is the other argument that I was talking about the Australian team at the end of the year. Does Jared Hayne usurp Justin Hodges? And I say yes. And uh, I think Gordon Tallis or someone else, it was either Gordy or someone else the other day, said the same thing. Or Walters. They were, they were arguing between themselves whether it's Hayne or Hodges. And I think going forward, Hodges should lose that spot. He's yeah. 32, 33. If you've got Hayne and a couple other blokes who are younger moving forward, I'd, I'd rather squeeze them and Morris in that team uh, You know, to keep things flowing than to keep somebody who's got a year or two left. Yeah who's just hanging around for football. I don't know if Queensland would be thinking the same way, but uh, it's about that time for them, as it will be for us with our forward pack very soon. That's why we've had Graham in camp, uh, Josh Jackson in camp. You've seen Boyd Corden obviously already playing. We've already rolled in some new blood there to try and refresh uh, where our players are getting a bit older. Yeah. Well, that's all I've got. So that wraps up our Fast Five. We'll jump into our reviews of the games from the weekend, as well as Origin 2 from Wednesday night last week at ANZ Stadium. And we kick things off with the New South Wales victory in the Origin Series for the first time in eight years, 6-4 to four over Queensland. And uh, I don't think anyone saw that coming where we'd have only two penalty goals after 72 minutes before Trent Hodkinson broke the deadlock with a show-and-go to slide in for the try and kick 
uh, you know, convert his own try there to win the game for a 6-4. Yeah, it didn't make the game any less entertaining. I, I no. thoroughly enjoyed it. A lot of people said it was um, a Dow game, one that you know, a lot of people wouldn't want to watch again. And I heard UFC fight, used it as a scribe. Well, I loved it. As a purist, that, that's exactly the type of game I want to see from Origin. I loved um, it as well. It was a grind. I, know I don't football. need a lot of points to entertain me. I, I want to see a contest. I want to see two sides try and break each other down. Mm. And they did that in every aspect, physically, well, mentally. That's the other tactically. part. I heard a lot of people saying there's a lot of skill out there, but we didn't see it on show. In a situation like that where the environment is just so hostile, it's hard to just settle into a park game and just chill out and go to a structure and try and open things up and play skillful. When there's so much on the line, there's going to be hostility. You're going to have those one-out wars and some of that grub and that fight in there. It's the only brand of football we get to see those things uh, get let by the wayside a little bit, so I'm not complaining. I thought yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, I love uh, the brutality of origin. It's absolutely outstanding. It is the closest thing to modern-day gladiators, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. It is outstanding. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, to be honest, starting off early, I think we've, we've already gone through it. Our attack was still ordinary. Yeah, it was we terrible. We very sideways. We pushed overs a lot. Uh, Josh Reynolds, I think he's very, very lucky that uh, some of his play didn't end up in points against us or breakaways. Lucky we cleaned up nice. There were three times there where he just drifted overs instead of straightening and digging into the line. And he tried to turn someone inside without even, uh, you know, without players even knowing what he was doing. Yeah. And luckily it got scooped up. Whereas you looked at our left-hand side where I suppose uh, we looked a lot more effective and Ryan Hoffman was one we were talking about all night. He got the players player from the playing group. Yeah, I thought that was fair. I was shocked. Well, I did say to you on the way in, I'm going to back Gallon for yeah, well, I said man of the match, the just because I, I know when he plays front row, he, he puts up massive put numbers. Massive numbers up, but I still kind of felt that was almost, not not a given that he didn't have a good game, but I still felt that Hoffman uh, was probably their best player. Well, I thought Gallon, Gallon had more involvement, but Hoffman had more impact. Yeah, more effect on the game. And that, that left edge, as we said, Hodkinson played straight. Hoffman dug in as well. Uh, he usually bumped his first man, got good carries, found his front. Some good defensive plays, but I enjoyed all of it. I enjoyed the, the little slap around the corner and the little melee there, and Josh Reynolds obviously got his little dog forearm off, which erupted the Matt Gillette sandwich press on the face on the ground and the yeah. Jonathan Thurston headbutting it. So I absolutely loved the hostility of that game. Yeah, I thought Queensland, they had their opportunities. They couldn't make the most of them. So did we, but we were just lucky enough to bank one at the end. I, I put it down to a play... Uh, Reynolds put a kick through Jennings made a tackle on Hodges. And that was off one of those mistakes that too. was huge that was a very very lateral crap play that turnaround. came back out the back and yeah. Reynolds kicked it and cleaned up his pizza. own piece of crap you know the other thing that stood out for me all night was just Robbie Farah hammering Daly Cherry Evans yeah that was good he absolutely just made a beeline for him every single time to make him as uncomfortable as possible not let him set onto the game and just let him know where he was yeah I think I told you last night who the Daly end points were and uh, rather ridiculous, I think. Um, with I think Gallon got three, uh, Hodkinson got two, and oh, sorry, I think Hoffman got three. Um, Gallon got two, two. Yeah, Smith got one. Smith got one. Yeah, we we, um, we both thought that Hoffman obviously should have got the three, and Farris should have got the two. Yeah, I thought Farris pretty good, fifty something tackles, yeah. uh, pretty active. He smashed him a lot. There's, it's more the little things like that that stood out. Uh, I thought all three probably should have gone their way. Oh, I couldn't believe... I, I wouldn't have given Cameron Smith a point. No, he made a million tackles again, but on that side of things, he wasn't really overly effective for them. He popped out a dummy after it a bit, but overall, uh, I think Thurston struggled in this series. I think Kronk... Thurston uh, struggled without Kronk. Kronk, Kronk again, is like the Slater situation. Until he's gone or injured or you see the you rest of him, you, un- you underestimate, you know? Yeah. They're all calling for the heads because they're getting older. But without Cooper Kronk, their kicking game was nowhere near as good. 
things weren't as structured. It didn't flow as well. Um, you know, in the forwards, you know, they were okay. They weren't great. I think probably their most effective player on the night, also their most grubby player, was Justin Hodges. He's just so good out of dummy half. He carved us out of dummy half, but that was really the only time I ever felt threatened. Yeah. We shut down English. We kept him out of the game. Um, I thought Hodges was their best player. Oh, easily their best player. Yeah. Their grubbiest and their best. Yeah. Uh, he was he was head and shoulders above. Waving the flag in both hands. Yeah, good on him. Uh, every time he plays Origin, he does that. We spoke about that last year. G.I. had that little bit in his head where he got his hand on the football as much where they're all saying, oh, it's time to put G.I. at the back. No, it's not. It's time for G.I. to be as effective as Hodges and help out. Yeah. He comes in, has 20 scoots in the game. You don't need to tell Justin Hodges to go find the ball. Hodges finds a game where his English doesn't. Yeah. For them to have the best possible side on the field, Billy Slater doesn't go to a wing. Billy no, Slater stays at fullback. Greg Inglis stays at centre. Because if there's no one else to go into centre, that is a better centre than Greg Inglis. No. As we've said a million times before, and this is what shits me about it, he is technically probably still the best centre in the world when he plays there, even though he hasn't played there for a couple of years. Yeah. He just needs to find involvement, and he just seems to struggle to do that in Origin. Put him a lot. Mm. Oh, put him somewhere. He, Justin Hodges, he'd take a page out of his book, and uh, he'd make 180. I, I honestly, I'd well. play him at lock in attack in an Origin game in Sydney. Nate Miles just was say, uh, brilliant as well. Just put him in the middle and let him push up because he doesn't get the ball in the edge and even even when the centres get the ball in Sydney it's not with space no it's dewy slippery yeah. and the defence just rushes up and Inglis has um, little or no effect I wasn't really worried about his fitness mm. I was more worried about um, Slater and Cherry Evans yeah well I think for game three just small things to work on running in pairs we're still a little bit one out we got slowed up a few times yeah, uh, we get bunched as well kind of killed our sets and just playing overs we need to play a little bit straighter I think Hodkinson showed the way got to straighten up like Thurston dig into the line uh, try and drag him in and create space for the outside men. Hoffman almost went through four or five and I times. Think, I think our best option is to get to the middle and a try and split on each edge and attack that way. We looked not, better when we played from the guts. Not go, not go to a, um, not go to an edge and, and then try a long, a long shift. You can't. Queensland is too good. Nah, it didn't work for us. Our try came off. And even us, we're like in Origin, the defenses are so good. You need to really isolate an area of the field and attack it. Well, this is probably the only other thing I want to touch on before we leave that one behind is they think Josh Morris might recover without playing a game. If, He'll play. If not, though, if it was no him, no Jennings, and you had to pick another centre, Jack Whiten's been in camp. Does he get that spot? Yep. Yep, you'd bring him in? Well, you have to. Yep, well, that's fair enough. I, I wouldn't, I was move, kind of I wouldn't move Scott or anyone like that. I was kind of thinking that if Dylan Walker was healthy, he might have had himself in that conversation. But same deal again. He had a six-week injury. He won't be fit. Wouldn't have been in that camp. So, uh, yeah, that, that was probably the only thing I was, uh, you know, limbering about over my head trying to think of what would happen. And what now they reckon T-Rex will get that spot because he played in game one. Of course one. he would. He was 18. So, otherwise, I was wondering if Corden would be healthy, but I don't know how far away he would be. No, how many no you need to be loyal to the guys that won in the series. Yeah, so that's fair there, There'll be minim, minimal changes out of the players that won game one, game two. Yeah, it'll, it'll be forced changes with guys coming in that played game yeah, one. I already touched on it before. Queensland, you wouldn't change anything? No. You'd, you'd pick those blokes no, as please. They, they could have easily won this series 2-0. Well, I, I actually think we're not lucky. I mean, you make your own luck. There's times when Queensland have been lucky over this eight-year run, but we've got I do honestly think that, you know, obviously with Tate going off, Cronk breaking touch. his arm... The, yeah, the jersey touch, that could have easily been our dropout. And I, I know you think it was a no-try, but we've heard people say oh, try, no-try. Absolute crap. I know, it's never a honestly, try. Honestly, depending on who was in the box, it's not a try. out of some of the referees, they could have blown that. Like, the day try. that Justin Hodges ran around someone at, at Suncorp and I had a $100 bet with a guy in front of me, stinking Queenslander, and he took me 100 <laughs> too. The biggest obstruction I've ever seen, and they awarded it. What about the drop The try? one where, yeah, yeah that was, was in the yeah. same series. I mean... Uh, yeah, some horrendous, horrendous decisions have happened, but 
Common sense, man. Common sense. That that's never a try. He lost control. Hain is playing at the football, but he couldn't see the footy. No, he's got only. He's got every right to play for the footy. Friday, well, so. hey, if you're going to dive over and score, I'd have bloody both arms wrapped around it, mm. so no one can get near it. Mm. Oh well, we leave Origin behind. Thank God. Uh, Sorry, the only other thing is why why wasn't the shield awarded on the night? Well, we already spoke about that. It's tradition; they have to do it. I was saying well, we, we were night. saying it on the night. Well, I said I, to I you, say it. I said to you, it's not going to happen because they always award it game three. Yeah, I was blowing up on the way in there. You were trying to calm me down. <laughs> yeah, I, I, wanted, I wanted to see it on the night. Yeah. But uh, I like Robbie Farrow's opinion on Saturday with NRLE, so I look forward to carrying it around there in two weeks' time. He's really happy that it's going to be out there. Yeah. So on that flip side, There'll be no one there, but I suppose right. for us it's not great. We wanted to embrace it or enjoy it, but at the same time, I'll have a good laugh on TV when they're giving it to him. There'll be so, no one there. They'll all leave. Oh, well. Queensland, mate, they'll just walk out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were quick to give it to me for two years up there. I wish I was going up there this year. Well, we'll leave that one behind. Look forward to watching Game 3. Hopefully we can get a whitewash, do you reckon we can? Yeah, we're definitely. $2.40 outside at this point in time. I don't understand the betting. To chalk us up, but uh, we'll kick off the, the round game, the comp games uh, from the weekend. Friday, the Canberra Raiders went down to the Bulldogs at home, 22 to 14. Reynolds and Hodgkinson backed up even after getting on the Cairns. Yep. Didn't have uh, the greatest night, but the Raiders were just terrible. They started fast, they played a bit of ghetto footy, uh, got an early try, and then just did their usual. Went into their shell, lost their way. Uh, nothing really effective or, or playing straight. They were playing way too deep behind the line, too sideways in that kind of weather. Uh, a million errors in that game. The dogs weren't much better, to be honest. But no. at the end of the day, any time they got in the red zone and played to an edge, they just pulled the Raiders apart, yeah. especially Lafayette's edge. Lafayette had Jack White and charging in on him every single time, trying to smash him. And uh, that sleight of hand he's got, his quick shift is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I don't know much to say about this game. It was terrible. Mm. Uh, the dogs... I love Desi Hasler blowing up because I was on him yeah, half and, and, and I was on half full and they only just scraped in first half and I thought Cam- it was game Canberra if they grabbed it by the balls they, they easily could have won uh, and they just they, they, they don't have the structure they don't have, they don't have the game plan they don't have the players they're just they're missing in all aspects that you need to probably the, even win big games. Probably the only thing that stood out for me other night is I've you know been ripping on Chillington a fair bit. He had a, he was their best player. a good game, almost made 200 metres. He was fairly angry. I'm just wondering where that's been the whole year. You can't just turn that on once every six or seven weeks. If uh, he lays that kind of platform day in, day out, when they've got their full complement with Papali and Vaughan and all that, they should do a lot that's better. That's why they're on the bottom of the table. Exactly, and uh, they all need to do that, but... The dogs, like I said, why poor? I think the edges were the difference, especially that left hand side. I was, to me, he was man of the match or close enough to. Yeah, he was the game breaker. Wasn't he was it? very good. He definitely deserved that. James Graham, those guys did the dirty work in the middle, but they've got a lot of improvement. Uh, they need a rest. They've still got a lot of injuries, and they're going to get that this week. They have the bye, and I don't think it could come at a better time. No, it's perfect. They really, really need to have a break and recoup on some troops. Uh, Canberra, they're away to the Tigers at Campbelltown Stadium, so it doesn't get any easier for them. Full compliment back, Aaron Woods, Robbie Farrell, which usually uh, means pretty good signs for Luke Brooks and Tedesco. Yeah. So they're going to get their spine back together. I probably expect to see some points uh, from the Tigers, but God knows what Canberra team will turn up. They've been so inconsistent this year. Move on to Saturday, the Warriors 19-10 to over the Broncos. and Scrappy game. Uh, well, the Broncos early on, the New Zealand Warriors just self-destructed. Yeah. Errors, penalties, parked them down their end. Held on pretty well, considering a uh, very soft try. Uh, you know, Jake Granville, you've seen his slide of slide of hand getting out of dummy half there. Got good speed, got, got a pretty cheap try. But uh, Matt Gillette, the, the origin toilet, just keeps mounting, doesn't it? He did his shoulder fairly early on. Don't know the extent yet of that injury. I don't know if you've heard anything. 
Who was that? Matt Gillette. He went off with a shoulder injury. No, no, I haven't heard the extent of it. But, yeah, yeah, I'd imagine he'll miss this weekend. Haven't seen the lineups yet today. If he's in, we'll probably talk about that later on with uh, Mr. Gossip on when we make our tips. But, uh, you know, when they when they got their stuff together, as they always do, the Warriors, and played straight, especially Hurrell's edge, they killed him. Manu Vatavai. They're a field position team. If they get field position, they're going to kill you. Oh, that will and that's why I really, I'm really looking forward to this weekend because Penrith's whole philosophy is to keep you down your own end. Mm. And you saw that last year, Penrith played them at Penrith and won. I think they won by 60, just with that Ivan Cleary game plan of we'll just kick down there and they'll, they'll, they'll muck up and we'll just we'll score points on the back of it. So if the Warriors can complete high, they're going to be in, it's going to be a cracker match. But um, I'll give Penrith the edge in that game. Well, full stop, the Warriors hold the footy. They're just so dangerous. They are. When they they're had the, 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 the pill and they got to their edges, Lamar played a dummy hut. I don't think there's a better team coming out of red zone either with their backs. Lamarpe, Hurrell, and Manu Vatavai. If they play simple, yeah. Coming out. Uh, I thought Chad Townsend looked pretty good again. Ben Henry, back in there, he ran a nice hole for one of the tries they scored. Uh, Sam Tompkins is still bothering me a little bit. He still plays two sideways and then tries to cut back all the time with his wobbly octopus legs, but it just doesn't work. No. He's got to learn to play straight like he was a couple of weeks ago and get on the end of those shifts. He's... I also think he's in the wrong team. Yeah, uh, just they're a bit too the loose. team doesn't really um, compliment him. I don't think in terms of his game plan, like he needs to play behind a pack that's um, dominating consistently. Like the Warriors, are, I think, are a little bit too sideways for um, for Tompkins. I still think he's got to learn to play straight. Though he, he does. That's first, what I mean. His first option Naturally, always. Naturally, the Warriors just play loose, mm. and they, they sort of don't straighten each other. Well, up. The broken play should really suit him, but I think his first option all the time is just this drifting stuff. But it doesn't work. Yeah. It's not the Super League. People don't fall for it. No, they just man. Oh, he'll, he'll learn. He'll get better. But, uh, yeah, for the pay packet he's on, I think he's got a bit to learn. But Harold brilliant. Uh, the Marpe thing's probably the big issue coming out of the game. That was a brutal tackle. He's what taken the early guilty play. He's got three weeks. Uh, I didn't see what happened with Matungi. I think he got put up on a charge as well. Whether, oh, for the dive in Yeah, the for hitting the legs. I don't know whether he got a week or what's going on there. That's something else I'll have to look up later on before we do our tips to see if he's going to be named in the lineup. But... Uh, the Broncos, I can't really take too much away from them. I thought they were pretty gallant, considering they were down some troops. No Hodges, no Parker. Gillette went off fairly early. No McCulloch, um, you know, taking a fair bit out of their side. But they were there for most of the game. Yeah. Warriors just not really affected besides Lilliman uh, this time of year. And they should have got the win, and they did. As you said, they got Penrith at home this week. Very big game for both those teams who were pushing uh, for the eight. Penrith, obviously, in a lot safer position. But this time of year... This is probably the only game they've really got in this origin period where they're playing a full-strength side exactly. or a side that's not affected by injuries. So whoever gets the win here, uh, we clapping their hands together afterwards and really celebrating because it's a big game. And on the flip side of things, the Broncos, they're at home against the Sharks. So uh, troops, what troops are on the field is a different story, but they couldn't probably be playing the Sharks at a better time. At the same time, though, this might be the week the Sharks bounce back. I, yeah, I'm looking at it like that. They've got some players you know, they back They have in. a bad record up at Suncorp, but yeah. I think we're in the... Most no, I, th- I think you're right. And with most of these players back in the fire up, I think they're going to get from this way from Gallon. I think it's going to one of one of two ways. It's going to be you know either a bad thing or it's going to really rev them up. And I'm getting the feeling it's going to really pump the sharks up. So yep. uh, Saturday again, this one we don't really need to talk about. It involves the sharks, twenty six nil to the Manly Seagulls. Yeah, well, Cronulla, Cronulla had two tries that were tries disallowed. Yeah, that was opinion. that was pretty rubbish. But um, early on, they they took themselves out of the game straight away. Well, they did. Yeah. They got rolled on. Their left hand side was just absolutely fragile. It didn't matter what went down there. If anything, if Matai's hands were a bit better into Fuers and they weren't so excited, they they could have almost had forty by half time. Yeah. Second half, they were obviously a, a bit quieter, uh, as most teams do when they get a lead. They struggled to continue to go on with it. They got a bit too 
kick happy, a bit bit friendless as far as playing a bit too loose. But at the end of the day, 26 zip, that's three scoreless games in a row for the Sharks and some serious issues. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you say about the Sharks there. Um, they're a basket case at the moment. Manly, they were okay, but it was a bit of a danger game for them. And they, they weren't at their best, but you've got to sort of give them the benefit of the doubt considering how bad the Sharks were. It's just... It was a game Manly will be glad to get out of with the win and, um, you know, a, a good gap in their for and against, like a 26-point-plus, especially at Ramondas, which they would have probably penciled in that game thinking, you know, that's going to be a tough old slog and um, to get away with it like they did, they'd be um, they'd be wrapped with that. Yeah, well, if I'm Crowley, I've said it before, Gardner to a win, Gordon goes back to fullback, uh, keep Leash at nine, I know he's leaving, but it's the best thing he can do right now. Morris is out, obviously the guys is left, so he's the only option now. Yeah. Um, Sione Massima, good young baccarat in the New South Wales Cup. Bring him up. Don't waste any time. He's been playing good footy. Get him up. Put him on the bench. Tupo Sopoanga, get him back on the bench. Get all these guys in. Yeah. Start planning for your future. Um, Backline, same deal. Like we said, keep Gardner on the wing. Don't just drop him back down. Keep Latelli there. Stop shuffling for you know Ashford and anyone else that's you know on the outside or not in good form. Get some guys in. Yeah. See what they've got to offer to your team. Valentine Holmes is the other one, like I said. If Valentine, I don't know if he's hurt. I think he had an ankle injury couple of weeks ago, but if he's healthier right now, I think I saw his name in New South Wales Cup as well, it's time to get him in. Him yeah. and Farmanu Brown, they're two best young players, need to be playing some first grade to get them prepared for what's uh, ahead next season. Yeah, uh, They're going to be playing, as we just said, the Broncos away, one of two ways he can go. I- I'm getting the feeling like you that uh, this might be the week they rev up, I really do hope so. And uh, Manly, this one, absolute cracker last year, these three games, the grand final, the semi-final, even, even the comp games, I think they played four times last year. Manly and the Roosters were brilliant games. They were, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really hoping we get that same kind of fire that we got last year. Obviously, they were both pushing for the title. The Roosters have still been a little bit flat, but I think this might be one of those games for them uh, as well. We know Manly always seem to step up for these games, even when they're missing players or you count against them. But this is the one I'm really looking at to see whether the Roosters have still got that fire if they're going to step up against an opponent like Manly and yeah. uh, try and put it to them. So we'll see how that one plays out. Sunday, the Storm, 46-20 to 20, over the Parramatta Eels. The Eels started slow, both halves. Um, and I, we said it before, I thought the game was in the balance. They did well to get back, uh, get back in, 24-16. to 16. Seven penalties apiece. And Chrissy Sandow's comment about how much they pay in you uh, was enough to tilt it over the edge. They, they weren't down in the penalty count, like I said. I know they may have had a few back-to-back, but it was even. And uh, at the end of the day, that comment led to him being put in the bin for 10 minutes. They scored three tries in that 10-minute period. Yeah. Took the game away from him. Melbourne, uh, when they were in, in top gear, were way too good for Parramatta. Mm. They just they switched off for probably 20 minutes of that game and it let Parramatta have a sniff, but Melbourne were way too good. I still uh, think defensively we're a little fragile at times, yeah. but I was more impressed to see I think our, it's more an attitude thing. I just switch off. I was really impressed with our attack, though. I think we've been very flat in the forwards this year. Uh, a little too one out, a little too boring. On the weekend, there was plenty of tip-ons. The amount of line breaks we made through the guts, playing some good footy with some short inning changes. I'd also be interested to have a look at the stats and have a look at how many penalties Melbourne had given away compared to last year. We had given away plenty, especially yeah, in the I, first I think, 20 I think that's, that's hurting you on the scoreboard. I, traditionally, Melbourne don't give away a lot of penalties and they um, don't piggyback you down to give you a lot of chances. I, I think this year... They're having to react to the rule changes, and that's probably the impact that it's having. There's there's not as much wrestling there, which means they're having to slow it down in other ways, which are giving away penalties at the moment. So, mm. but I slowly see them getting better, and 
the more they improve and they're going to get Kronk back, they're, they're going to be a real threat at the end of the year. I can't see why they can't string four good games together and, and have a crack at a GF. Well, I feel much better about our kids. They were the ones that were worrying me at the start of the year. That's all starting to well, take so a bit better shape. They're going to get better. They're Hampton, not going to get worse. As Bellamy said, it's kind of hard to come into a team and feel like you can take control with Kronk there and then that he's been gone. He's still kind of struggled with Billy and Cameron. He said to, to feel... Uh, you know, like he was in his place, and Ben Roberts has obviously settled in pretty well. But Hampton on the weekend looked like he was in control. I think Kurt Mann will end up taking Maher's spot in that left hand centre spot. Yeah. Uh, he's been brilliant. He's looking really, really good. Looks like a great first grader. And now we've got uh, Marika Corabiti come down there. So, I think- hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tottenham P has been solid with that, been spectacular, but if we can do a little bit of work with Marika Corabetti, I think he could end up playing on that edge for us. Well, definitely. So we're not going to have a link, Corabetti. Mm. McLean coming back in. I think McLean's two weeks have been pretty impressive. The bench looks a lot better with that young blood. Tohu was brilliant. Uh, you know, all the forwards. I'm yeah. starting to feel a lot better about our chances. Just need to get back to that point where Kronk comes in and hopefully uh, he doesn't take too long to get warmed up and fall back into place. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, Brett Kamali said they wouldn't win a game until round 22. They've He's won two already. Lumpty. So, you know. What a stupid thing to say. There's still about another seven games to go, Brett. So, thumbs up to you, Champ. They've already won two. You said they wouldn't win any. Genius of the bloke. This week, they play the Dragons. This one should have plenty of fire in it. Yeah, After considering the, the, the last, last result. Time. Yeah. You know, they're away to the Dragons. So, see how that one pans out on Monday Night Football and the Parramatta Eels. They're lucky. Sandow escaped without charge, I'm pretty sure I heard yesterday. Yeah, he did. No, neither him or Miles got suspended. Yeah, so they'll be playing Newcastle, who, uh, you know, they look pretty sharp. We'll get onto them later on. And we move on to St. George, we just mentioned, 19-18 over the Titans up there at Cebus. Uh, tight game. Scrappy game. Uh, I don't know what you can really say. I thought that it was a pretty ordinary game. Yeah, it I was. They both it was entertaining in the fact that it was bad. Yeah. Both teams were as bad as one another. I think Benji, you got the same thing again. You get that moment of brilliance early on, but then you got that intercept not too long after. You yeah, still got to find the difference. He between. put up a bomb that went backwards. He, yeah. he did, a, did a few things, but he's he's playing well. He's, I mean, he's, well, he's, he's building. He's building. I thought Daniel Mortimer was good for the Titans. Set up a try. Greg he, he was unfortunately, good. was the one who let Merrin in, though. Everyone said it was a great try. Yeah. Mortimer put his head but down, you get that. lost track of where he was, and he just skipped around the outside. You're going to get that with him. He's, he's tiny. Yeah, he's he is tiny. tiny. I, can't, I can't knock him there, but uh, overall, I think Dugan, while looking effective on that edge, I still think he belongs at fullback. He does. He's no, too yeah. good coming back with the ball. Quinlan, I love. I know he's probably a better ball player, but kind of hurts their set starts. I know it's not really hampering them now, but later on in the year it's going to hurt them against better sides that are going to put much more pressure uh, on tackle one and two and starting the sets off effectively. I think they'll be able to chuck Quinlan. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether Dugan stays at centre once Origin's finished. I don't even know if it's just that. I'm also looking at uh, Mary McGregor and is it just a love because it was his position to say, oh, you should be playing centre or getting yeah, that. Not just the Origin thing. Because do you want him getting nine touches a game or do you want him getting 30-40? I want him having 30-40 touches a game. Well, you want to get your best players 
Um, they, we want to get their hands on the ball. I know they're missing Farrell, uh, you know, Morris, a couple other players that might let them release that valve and reshuffle the back line, but yeah. uh, he belongs at fullback. And when those guys come back, I really hope uh, that's what we do. So, uh, Widop and Benji starting to work a bit better together. That's all well and good. Your mob, the only thing that's got me a little bit worried is I heard that if Kelly does come back, and we know he's going to be in and out with that foot problem, they were talking about dropping Mortimer. Mm. What was the point of buying him? Well, I suppose you're carrying two small halves, but yeah, you've got to take the good with the bad. You're going to have Blair or Takarengi there with him, who's not a half, or you're going to put them back to positions where they belong. And People bag me at the start of the year for saying they're, they're rubbish, but they are rubbish. Mortimer's got to play first grade. If you've bought him for that purpose and you've got him up there playing the halves... Without Kelly and Caesar, we're not going anywhere, so forget about it altogether. Yeah, and depth. Depth is a big issue. Yeah, so. and hooker. Hooker's another spot where we're sort of... Falloon's okay, but you look at the spine, Zillman, Falloon... Um, and it, well, at the moment, it's Mortimer and Blair. Well, that's that's up there with the worst spine in the comp. Mm. And completions and points. Birdie said it yesterday. Struggle to score points. I know that's yeah, part but of. They, they were winning games with the crap completions at the start yeah, of the year and saying, "Oh yeah, you know, we're, well we've got the worst stats and we're still winning." And we well, said you can't you know keep what? doing you that. Can't. It catches up with you. Exactly them. right. You can't grind it every week. But completions and errors. Uh, yeah, points are an issue with personnel on the roster and attacking. But the completions and the errors just. And there's now some murmurs about Cardi, so... Yeah, well, Neil Henry is sitting there. We know the Dragons are looking at him, so the Titans might have to, uh, you know, make a decision fairly soon if there's pressure on that. They've got the bye this week, so maybe a bit of time to ponder, uh, have a think about where they're going, coming back, see if they can fix up uh, some of their attacking issues, some of their defensive issues, and maybe even that issue just said, the coaching going forward. Maybe yeah. it's time to sit down and have a talk during the break. St. George, we just mentioned, they'll be playing Melbourne at home. They haven't been too bad the last few weeks. They're building nicely, but I think this will be a real test. Yeah, they're not making the eight, but they're they're going to be outside of that bottom four. Mm. I think the Titans will now fall into that bottom four. Yeah. Well, we hit, uh, head to Monday night now to wrap the round up, 36-28. to 28. Newcastle over the Cowboys, zero road wins for the year out of seven games. They started slow. They were horrible for about 50 minutes there. They just looked like they weren't in the game, getting blown away. But at the same token, what made me angrier would make me angrier if I was Paul Green, was ending up losing by the small margin they did when yeah. they actually played uh, some football for the last 20, 25 minutes and they scored fairly easily. Robert Louis cruised over twice. Yeah. It just seemed like... Well, know, it was with field position and possession. And I, the, all the raps for their defence, their defence was horrendous last night. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, and I, a lot of their last tackle options I thought were ordinary. Uh, I thought their kick chase in particular was poor. Their contact, um, first up contact, plays one, two, poor. It just kills you. And the Knights, they thrived off it. They they uh, had a flip field. They had, uh, you know, they looked like they were playing downhill the Knights last night. And Mullen. I said it to you after about 20 minutes, This they're going to put a score on. And they definitely did. Yeah, um, I, I thought Mullen was, that's the first time this year I've, I've seen Jared Mullen looking up and going, you know what, I could run through this side. Yeah, and Mullen, he did a few times. And Boyd actually decided he wanted to play last night as well. Uh, Clydesdale at nine was a lot sharper than Gidley. We, we've definitely found that, that that failed. You need a real hooker working the ruck. Yeah, exactly. He rolled a lot better. And Roberts, uh, why sacrifice for Gidley? I don't, I don't really think Roberts has really had that bad of a year. I think he's been a victim of the Ford pack not having to go. Last night they definitely had a bit of a dig while the Cowboys were soft, but... Uh, he'd come on that rotation, probably not too bad. He'll probably have to start at nine this week, though, because I think Clydesdale got busted. He, he didn't look too good at all the way his leg went down, so wait for a little bit of news there. But they played more direct. They were pretty good on their edges. Lua 
made a fair dent. Smith and all those blokes in the middle laid a bit of a platform, but yeah. later on, I was still disappointed if I'm Paul Green. Uh, they did have some injuries, yeah, Thompson, Costas and that. They throw Louis at nine, but they showed how easy it was to open them up if they just got to their game plan earlier on, settled in, and just played some football. Yep. They, they just weren't there for more than half the game, and you can't leave you late that run. No. Oh, you'll run that late, sorry. No, you can't. Brilliant. Uh, this week, they've got Parramatta, Newcastle, so another test. Sandow, back in, Hayne, all those blokes are a bit fresh this week. Hopawade, probably come back into that side as well. That'll be a good game. Should be a good game, definitely. Mm. Uh, they're away, so that's going to be Parramatta Stadium. And the Cowboys, this game last year was the turning point for them to make that run. They beat Souths up when Souths had been on a massive winning streak, but uh, I don't think I could see that happening with Scott, Tate, Costas, and all these blokes missing Cooper. Uh, Souths are fresh after the week off. I think they'll be very, very hungry, and they're at home. And we know the Cowboys can't travel, so mm. I think, oh, I think it's, up, it's up at... Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. I've mixed North that one up. That is up at North Queensland, but I still don't think they've got the cattle to take on Souths after a bit of a break. Mm. I think well, that's about the only thing in their favour. Mm. At the moment, when you look at form and, and everything else, injuries, the only thing that points to North Queensland is the home field advantage. Yeah, well, like we said, none from seven. And uh, the flip side, when they're at home, they're, they're much better at home. But yeah, have to see how that one plays out. That wraps up the reviews of the games from the weekend. We'll jump in now to play our Lions game brought to you by SportingBet.com. If you're going to have a bet, make sure it's with SportingBet because there's no better bet than a sporting bet. Our Lions game and the odds brought to you by SportingBet.com. There's no better bet than a Sporting Bet. We kick off Friday night. Uh, it's at Brookvale. It's the Manly Seagulls versus the Roosters. Uh, Brock, you had them minus one and a half. That's Manly. I also had minus one and a half, so that one's a split. The real line is minus one and a half, so spot on. There you go. What are the odds? Odds dollar eighty for Manly, two dollars the Roosters. Yeah, so. it's probably fair market. The home field advantage um, favours the Eagles, and that'll be about all that's in it. I reckon a two point two point margin. Yeah, well, a bit of rest for some of those Origin players. Uh, you know, obviously some of them still might be nursing a few bumps and bruises. Probably the Roosters less affected. Uh, I'd probably be leaning their way this week, even though it's Brookvale. But for the most part, these games, whenever you seem to think Manly are going to be in for a tough game, sometimes they shock you. Yeah, they do. So I'll be interested to see how the Roosters go this week. This is really a gauge for me as to whether they've got a chance of going back-to-back. Friday night again, up at Brisbane. It's the Broncos versus the Sharks. You have gone minus 12.5 to the Broncos. I've gone minus 10.5 to the Broncos. Minus 12, so half a point within the U. Uh, the Broncos are a dollar twenty-two. The Cronulla Sharks four dollars thirty-five. Yeah, I don't mind them with a twelve and a half start. Twelve and a half start. I'm probably yeah. with you. Uh, I, I think this might be the week where they not win. They might not win, but I think they'll wake up a little bit. This they, a, they gave Manly a scare in at times on Saturday, but, but this is a big one on lineup. I think Hodges will be back in, but if Gillette is out, Parker's still out, McCulloch's still missing. There's still enough pieces, kind of not there. There is definitely to, to pick on. You know the Broncos and. Benny Barber's really not chipping in still. I don't care what anyone's saying. Hoffman at six can't really contribute. He runs the football, but he's not really helping Benny Hunt out. No. So if they're stripped down those few players uh, and the Sharks got all their forwards back on deck and sort of their back line and Carney has a better game this week, they're, they're definitely with a chance. They are. It was this game last year where Todd Carney single-handedly won it for him with three try assists. Yeah. So, uh, see how this one plays out. Saturday starts with the Tigers at Campbelltown Saturday versus the Canberra Raiders. Uh, you've gone the Tigers minus 7.5. I've gone the Tigers minus 10.5. Uh, 
Uh, minus 10 is the real line. I can't believe that that's the line. Uh, I, I'm, I thought it might have been somewhere around that. The Raiders have been awful. I know the Tigers uh, were a little bit off the week before, but with Farron Woods back in, mm. they're $1.28 favourites, $3.75 if you like the Raiders. Yeah. No, nothing on that one? No, I don't like the Raiders, but no, I, yeah. the just line's a bit surprised the, line's a bit the, the width. Yeah, well, Saturday night again, we've got the Cowboys at home versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and as we mentioned before, uh, a couple of extras probably going to be missing now and cost Jason and Thompson on top of Cooper, Scott and Tate. So uh, the injury toll is starting to build and, uh, you know, they've just hurt themselves. They haven't been able to win on the road. Uh, I've gone minus four and a half to Souths. You've gone minus three and a half, minus four. So that's a dead even split. Dollar fifty-eight favourites, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, the Cowboys $2.40 at home. Yep. Pretty even with that one. Yeah, I like Souths. Yeah, I think uh, they'll bash them in the forwards, to be honest, mm. the way they've been going, uh, especially last night. They were very, very soft with their middle third, and we all know what the Souths do best. It'll just be interesting, the side they name, the side that actually runs out. If you're going to have a bet on this match, I'd wait until an hour before kickoff once you know the sides. Yeah, well, you'll get a better idea, like we said, of our opinion later on when we do our tips once all the lineups are out and we uh, see who is in and out. Uh, Sunday kicks off with the New Zealand Warriors at home versus the Penny Panthers. Probably close to the game of the round, I think, having a look at uh, who's probably going to be on deck. Uh, no injuries really for either of these sides. Both been reasonable form uh, as of late. Penrith have been in pretty good form. The Warriors had that one loss, but I've gone minus two and a half for the Warriors. You've gone minus five and a half. Minus four. So. Yeah, so it's another split. Is it? It's one and a half each way. What did I go? One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. I gave that one to you. Yeah, I know. Oh, well. No drugs. I'm brilliant. My mathematics is absolutely outstanding, people. The Warriors are a dollar fifty-eight favourites. Uh, the Panthers two forty. I like the Panthers two forty. I'll be having a crack at that. Mm. I think I might take the twelve and a half start in the multi. Yeah. I, I like the odds there. I don't think they'll get beat by more than twelve and a half. But I wouldn't trust the Warriors as far as I can throw them. Nor, like I said, Penrith have been a bit scrappy lately. They've ground out their wins, which is very good. But I think they'll meet the full force this weekend if the Warriors are in good shape at home or they might run over them again. Yeah, I've seen going one of two ways. So nice. I like the 12 and a half start. Sunday again, the Eels at home versus the Newcastle Knights. Uh, I've gone minus five and a half to the Eels. You've gone minus three and a half. Uh, minus six, so that one goes to me. A dollar forty-eight. The Parramatta Eels, two seventy. The Newcastle Knights. That one surprised me a little as well, mm. considering the Knights last night they were they were pretty good, and they posted a lot of points. But Parramatta, I guess, on their home form, deserved that that sort of line. And I still thought last week they don't start the way they did those two halves. They were right in it, and then take the Sinbin out. That, that game would have been a lot closer with Melbourne. But I actually think Newcastle's form hasn't been too bad the last sort of six weeks. So no, we definitely Again, saw. I think it's another one. You go the plus twelve and a half Newcastle. They're definitely going to be tested in their defence. The Cowboys threw a lot of them late and they opened up. I think Parramatta's got one of the better attacking sides uh, when they get well, going. They do, so yeah. this would be a real test for Newcastle. And we wrap things up. Monday night, the St. George Illawarra Dragons versus the Storm looking for a bit of vengeance. Uh, I went the Storm minus four and a half. You went the Storm minus five and a half. Storm minus four. That's uh, one to me again. So I win this week. That's nine six for the year. The odds on that game, otherwise, the Storm a dollar fifty eight favourites over the Dragons two forty. Mm. Storm value on that one. Storm, yeah, dollar fifty eight. Not bad odds. Not bad. Not bad odds. Minus four. Probably, I'd probably think more around that. I think it'd be a tight game. Again. I think they'll win by plenty. Yeah, you're yeah. going to rack up another score. Not, a, not a score, but I just think they'll win comfortably. I'd really like to see another attacking effort like that. Very impressed uh, with how our attack went last week. 
Uh, as always, I suppose we should point out, keep your eyes open for our pick-to-score competitions. Plenty of winners every single week. You get a chance there to win a $100 free bet thanks to sportingbet.com. And remember, if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, there's no better bet than a sporting bet. It's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. Well, he's got his pyjamas on and he's about ready for bed. It's Mr. Gossip. Getting old, man. I'm getting old. Getting old? Come on, mate. You're only as old as, <laughs> you're only as, old as you feel. Age is just a number. Yeah. I think I'm uh, catching up with me, all the, all the beers we've had after the fantastic Origin win. I've had none yet. Yeah, I, I, I need to have about seven. I haven't even had a Peroni, so my tips will be good tonight. Oh, look out. Yeah, well... Look out, he's off the Peroni. Well, I'll give a quick uh, update of the tips. Brock got three, we both got four, so you're Did now... I get three? Yeah, you did. Wow. You're now on 68, Gossip. I'm on 62, and Brock, you're on 57. Thank God for those nights last night. Yeah, you got saved, my friend. I was uh, sitting there <laughs> two ahead of you until those last two games bombed out. Brent Tate and Matt Scott getting hurt didn't help that Cowboys tip, that's for sure. Who else did I tip last week? How did I manage to get three? Right, right here, my friend. I didn't tip the Raiders. Oh, no, my bad. You got yeah, four, you, you got wanker. Well. This you bloody go. docked me a point. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, brother docking him for points. Oh, mate. So you got, yeah. That'll do, mate. Yeah. yeah, dogs, eagles, storm, dragons. I had dogs, warriors, eagles, dragons, and gossip had eagles, storm, dragons, knights. Mate, right. he's going to knife me. Mate, can't you farm around? No wonder my back's been hurting that's, all day. That's why I don't chuck these out, alright? That's why these don't get trapped. That's why there's a massive I definitely stash. didn't tip the Titans. And I definitely didn't tip the Sharks, so I've got to leave. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Well, mate, so you said it's a little bit quiet, but regardless, what, what's in the pipeline? What is cooking? Yeah, I'll start with the Bulldogs first, boys. And uh, Chris and Nenu, who I tipped at the start of the year, would, would leave the Bulldogs, and, and he is going to leave the Bulldogs. I thought he would end up at another NRL club, but looks like he may be off to French rugby. Uh, got get a big deal from them with TV money and whatnot. So interesting move for Inu there. Um, and in his replacement, I guess you could say, uh, Jonathan Wright looks like he's coming back um, after going to the Sharks. So a strange run there for Jonathan Wright. Mm. Yeah, well, Desi Hazel obviously has some kind of uh, you know affinity with him. He, he let him go for some reason after that grand final. I couldn't imagine why. <laughs> yeah, best thing he ever did was let him go. <laughs> Worst thing he's ever done is getting him back. Bring him back. Yeah, Inu, Inu has to go. He was ordinary the other night, and he's just as soon as something goes like wrong or, or things aren't working for him, he just gets his head up his backside. Like he's had attitude all year, and he hasn't been playing well. So French rugby union is perfect for him because they pay plenty of money for nuffies, so he'll fit in. Good times. Yeah, it's, a, it's a term people throw around too often in the modern game, and that's confidence player. But he's definitely one of those. Mm. Mm. We well, can't be in professional sport. It's there's no room for it in yeah. the modern day. He needs, he needs hugs. There's no room for hugs. No. It's a robotic exactly right. world these days. It's there's no love. It's all all mechanical. He doesn't like it. <laughs> and down to the ACT boys, where there's not much love in Canberra at the moment for for coach Ricky Stewart, but it looks as though Terry Campisi's on the out, depending who you speak to. Now, um, I'm hearing Robert Louis has been earmarked for a position at the Raiders, and also, I did mention a few weeks ago that Luke Walsh is still on the radar, um, and there is, you'll hear a few rumours about Adam Reynolds being targeted, but I, I can't see him leaving the Rabbitohs, even though the Sydney Morning Herald, I think, put something out over the weekend saying that he's, that he's going to go, but... My money is he'll stay at Rabideau. I got the impression that he had the broom cocked 
ready to go, Ricky Stewart. And even when Tedesco signed, I felt like he, that week he was about to unleash the broom. And he better be careful because there's one thing, you know, it's one thing to move on a player that's not good enough. And, and that's fine. Terry Campisi's probably played his best footy, but you need to have someone to replace him. And at the moment, they're attracting nobody. So I, I definitely wouldn't go pushing guys out the door until you know for sure and certain you've got someone to replace him. Yeah, and, and no disrespect to Robert Louis, but he's no... No, he's not a superstar. And, and, he, and to be honest, he's a, a sponsors and corporate nightmare. He is, exactly right. So I, I can't see, see that one. I think Luke Walsh will be good for him. I mean, Luke Walsh has his lovers and haters, and being a Panther fan myself, a lot of Panther fans hate him. But Walsh, he, he's got the brain, sometimes doesn't have the skill to follow, but um, no, he's probably could, their best option. You could, do, you could do worse than Luke Walsh. No, absolutely, absolutely, and he's, he's killing it over at St Helens at the moment, and, and really played well for Penrith um, last year, especially towards the back end of last year. Yeah, he so, did. Um, I think he'll be good uh, for Canberra. He, he's better than what they've got at the moment, anyway. Mm. Louis. Yeah, I don't really need to say it. That's 100% spot on. I if, thought he was uh, sleeping there. If they had a forward pack rolling and uh, he turned up there and played with a bit of confidence like he did when the pressure was off, I think that was his biggest issue when he was in the NRL. Mm. Just always seemed under pressure and didn't want to pull the trigger. As soon as Penrith told him he was getting the flick, he played like a world beater. Yeah, yeah well, that's right, exactly. All right, boys, touched on this one last week as well. as Darius Boyd. I can tell you, lads, he is gone. He is going. He is not going to be a knight. And if he has his way, mate, he'd go next week. But... I can't see that happening. Uh, three clubs chasing him, Bulldogs, Raiders and, and Titans. So um, he was one of those three boys. I personally think, if I'm, if I'm Darius Boyd's manager, I'll, I'll be saying to go to the Bulldogs. But um, with the Raiders, the way they are at the moment, a bit of a mess. But the Titans also looking like a bit of a mess. So Bulldogs seems to be the logical move for Darius. Well, I suppose at the end of the day, it's all going to come down to dollar-dollar bills, y'all. So... I think yeah. uh, I don't know how much the Bulldogs have got in the coffers, but compared to the other two, I don't think they'd have too much room left, surely. Mm. The Titans could do with the decent fullback. Um, but they've got David Mead there. Uh, to me, I'd like to see him go play for the Bulldogs. Uh, it'd be a logical fit, and it'd make them have a potential... Uh, well, it's going to be almost an origin spine. You'd have Boyd and uh, Reynolds Hodkinson, and then you've got young Leisha, who's played um, New South Wales under 20, so... It'd set them up nicely with that forward pack they've got, but we'll just see see where he lands. If you had to, if you had to pick one now, you'd say the dogs. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Well, the last few the last few weeks has been Titans have been he's been pretty warm at the uh, Titans. I just want to know where the money's coming from. I, I can't understand it. Yeah, they can't have a bottomless pit of money. I know they've got a lot, the of, lot, lot of third parties and they can wrap things up and hide them and do whatever. But Jesus Christ, there's got you can't be a bottomless pit. Third parties, mate. Got plenty of sponsors. Happy days. That's it, and the Bulldogs are one of those clubs. Exactly right. All right, All right. Uh, Louis, another stiffy for Louis this week with Kurabidi now. He, he needs getting one. Down to, he does, he <laughs> does. He gets a stiffy every week. Always got good news for Storm fans, I tell yeah. you. And that's Kurabidi. I think cool. we mentioned it. Yeah, I think we mentioned about a month ago. So I don't know whether we, we scooped it, but it's it's been on on the podcast for a couple of weeks now, and it's finally announced, and it's immediate signing, of course. So um, look. Plenty of mail that he's a bit of a goose off the field and, and not the most focused player, but um, if, if you can't focus under Bellamy, then you've got to say, Marika, Marika, welcome to hell. He right. could be, he yeah. could, um, he could be looking for another club before June thirty. <laughs> yeah. I'm never worried. Never worried about who goes there for the exact reason you just said. If they go there and they fail in that regard, they're straight back out the door. Yeah, there's no, no loss. loss. 
And uh, you, can, you can almost guarantee it was for the rest of this season and an additional two seasons, Melbourne would have wrapped it up nicely for themselves as they always do as far as the money side is concerned. Mm. So he'd be on the choker chain to perform, otherwise he'll be out the door. Yeah, that's right. I mean, this time next year, Kirby is either going to be a lobster or a baked bean, so that's up to him. Yeah, exactly. All right, All right boys, another club that are a complete mess, and I always put the boot in, that's the Cronulla Sharks. Now, it's been in the press all week that um, uh, of what Gallon said on Triple M, and that's that the coach isn't putting into the players aren't putting in. I don't know what was going on there in his head, but um, it does look as though they're, they're trying to get Kamali, but Kamali's contracted to the Raiders. He's looking after the their feeder club, I can't remember what they're bloody called now, but um, yeah, I, I don't know why Kamali would go there for six months and then go elsewhere, but uh, yeah, they need to do something, that's for sure. It'd get Kamali off the TV screen anyway, that'd be a positive. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. I think he, he mentioned one of the uh, shows last week that the Storm wouldn't win a game till late in the season, the 20s or something, so yeah, yeah absolute goose. Yeah. yeah, they've won their last two, you're a genius, Brett. Yeah. Don't don't dislike him, Brett. I was going to say he gave you the boot, mate. He won a he won a Clive <laughs> Churchill in a premiership with him. They, he, and then he, he left. Ta-ta. He left to go to the Northern Eagles because he wanted too much coin, yeah. and uh, it worked out perfectly fine. They got Matt Orford in straight after him. But mate, don't be bitter. Yeah, don't be bitter. You played for seven clubs. Surely you can't hold a grudge just to get help. <laughs> <Melbourne. laughs> Otherwise, you ain't half the league. Hmm. Yeah, sorry, exactly. Yeah, it's a strange situation. I I don't know. I, I didn't really, to be honest, I didn't have a problem with what Gallon said. I totally agree with him, but it, it was a mismanagement thing at the start of the year. It, it was destined to fail. I couldn't have had enough money on them to miss the eight. Well, I think they were $2.10 or something to miss the eight. Mm. Cross, I should have had my own yeah. mortgage on it. But uh, yeah. I guess the injuries haven't helped either. But, um, yeah, Sharps, he made, oh, I don't know how many times I've heard him in the press say, oh, I, I don't want the job, I'm not enjoying it or whatever. You know, if you're the leader of the playing group, you need to be giving out better vibes than that. So, uh, but I mean, at this point in the season, what do you do? You can't, you can't get someone in for ten games. Sharp will ride it out, and then they'll just get back onto Flanagan next year. The season's a write-off anyway. Yeah, I mean, if you're the CEO of that club, or at least on the board, and your captain saying this kind of stuff about the coach, and you think to yourself, it's it's little wonder why we don't have any corporate dollars, and it's a little wonder why we don't have any sponsorship. That's yeah, yeah. Very, very I'd, I'd then be saying if I was the if I was the captain, I'd be saying, well, if you manage it better at the start of the year, we wouldn't be in this situation. So I, I, to be honest, I don't think they would have gone this bad under Sharp if they didn't have all the injuries. So there's there's a few things that have contributed to it, but sort of come to a head. And I don't know, Gal might might uh, Gal might not have been sober when he said that. Who knows? He might have <laughs> he might have still been on the cans. But I I didn't think he I didn't have a problem with what he said. To be honest, if if I was the coach. And I and I had said that sort of stuff, and I'd be given off those vibes. I I probably wouldn't have liked it to be aired publicly, but um, and I guess that's probably the only error on Gallon's behalf. I guess he should have went and did said that and um, you know hashed it out with Sharp uh, behind closed doors. But other than that, I don't I don't really have a problem with it. What about you, Lou? No, I don't have a problem with what he said because all of you, what he reiterated was exactly what Sharp's been going on the whole year. Yeah. I'm not enjoying it. Oh, I didn't want to be a head coach, this and that, and all the rest of it. Yeah, Sharp sure, was a bit loose, and uh, they said that Sharp wasn't really happy today, but they sorted out like men. But for the most part, he shouldn't be earning his dirty laundry. He should have bit his tongue for the club and for the playing group, like you said. And we know when you're doing coaching, the last thing you can do as the head of the playing group or the leader of what's going on is be walking around moping or complaining about what you're doing. No. If you've got a bad vibe, it rubs off on everybody. Yeah, exactly. But what you said is right. Like to attract corporate dollars, you can't be playing this out publicly. 
they're, 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 in the, sure. they're in the media full stop. Asada, this, it doesn't matter what it is. Until yeah. that all gets sorted, they're going to constantly be... A bit of a tie yeah. for at the moment, that's for sure. Very strange, what a mess. Mm. All right, boys, last one for the night. Um, I get a lot of um, emails from Tigers fans asking about Liam Fulton. Apparently, um, Liam and, and the Fulton family got um, the medical reports from their Dr. Paul McCrory today, so he'll make a decision, I, I would say, in the next week about his, his playing future, but... Um, I dare say that you'd be hanging up the boots at the end of the year. That'd be my advice. So anyway, I'm no doctor, but yeah, well, I think he's done enough for the Tigers over the years. Hey, oh, yeah. He's been skittled four times this year, and he's been skittled plenty of times over his career, as far as head knocks concerned. I'd be, um, if I was him, I'd, I'd have the rest of the year off, and then have some scans again, then uh, around Christmas time, and make a decision then. Mm. Uh, but I, I, I cannot see the benefit in the Tigers playing him at all. You know, I, he's not that good of a player to, that he demands selection or you demand to play him in this condition. Um, it's an absolute PR nightmare if anything goes wrong. Uh, I think the NRL, the NRL should have came in and handcuffed the Tigers to a decision. And I'm surprised they've um, stood back while all this is going on. At least publicly they've done that. So I'd be interested to know what's going on behind closed doors in terms of communication between the uh, NRL and the and the Tigers because, I mean, if something was to happen um, in regards to concussion and and brain injury here, it'd be an absolute PR nightmare for the NRL. Yeah. So they need well, the to they need I've to manage got, it. Yeah, the mail I've got is that the Tigers have told him that he won't be playing for the rest of this year, but the call is going to come from him and him only, so it looks a little bit better to yeah. come from him. Um, but then again, he, you know, he may reassess at the end of end of this year. But yeah, I don't think we'll see him. Um, Putting on a Tigers jersey. Well, I think in the in the NFL, I think you're allowed to have two. I know college football, it's only two, and you're out for the year, so it makes sense. I mean, and I've I've heard some comments. Um, I can't remember specifically who said it, but from people uh, within the game saying, "Well, we we don't have any guidelines about how many concussions are, are damaging." Well, I'd I'd suggest they have a look at other sports who are ahead of ahead of them in that regard. Like with all the litigation that's happened in the NFL having a look into the protocols that they've got and the reasons why. Because, you know, the argument is, the argument is, oh, well, you know, we don't know how much um, injury it causes to the brain. Well, you know, two of them within a short amount of time, it, it, medically, it's it's could be catastrophic for the brain. You know, and especially in young kids, it's, you know, you're playing with fire. So I think that's something they've really got to look at over the off-season. And it surely comes down to the club doctors as well. They've got some sort of policies and procedures, surely. You would the, the sooner they get independent doctors, the better. It's, oh, that's true. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it, again, you're playing with fire, having someone there who's sort of got a gun to his head in terms of, you know, we need him out there. It's not whether he's okay to go out there. We need him out there. And you've got you to yeah. separate the game from someone's uh, well-being. So. Yeah. Um, all done, Dusted? That's it. Alrighty then. Well, we gave the update before. Everyone got four. 68 to you, 62 to me, 58 to Brock. And we kick things off this Friday. Uh, the Manly Seagulls at home. The grand final rematch against the Roosters. Brock. Roosters. Bang. Gossip. Yeah, I just, the Manly are carrying too many injuries for me, but they're a brookie, so. Yeah, well, Boyd Corden yeah. is back this week, and uh, Orbison's going to be playing in the centre spot for Jennings. Yeah, it's a bloody tough one, boys. I'm going to go uh, Manly just because you went Roosters and to make it a bit more interesting, I think. Yeah, well, I'm going the Roosters. Uh, I think Orbison's perfectly capable every time he's kind of played that edge, so I don't really have a big problem with that. 
according to being back as a bonus. And for me, this is the one that's going to show me where the Roosters are at. I think they've been cruising. They're six of the last seven or seven of the last eight have been wins now, and I don't think they've really tried. I think they're going to get pushed this week, and yeah. I'd like to see the Roosters from last year. Yeah, I think they played early in the year, and the uh, the Eagles got them in a tight one. Mm. So, yeah. All right, well, Friday night again, the Broncos versus the Sharks up there. Uh, no McCulloch. There'll be no Parker, no Gillette. Hodges is back in. But, yeah, there's a, there's a few injuries there. The Sharks, pretty similar line to last week, except Jeff Robson returns. Uh, Farmanu Brown drops back to the bench. He's got Gordon back at fullback this week, and Nathan Gardner's been dropped. So what do you reckon? I'm tipping the Sharks. I'm tipping a bounce wow. back. Yeah. That will score a point first. Yeah. Well, they will. They'll score, they'll score more than the Broncos this week. Gossip, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, the Drongos will win. The Drongos. He's gone. Sharks, please. You're up your head, son. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, this is my resurgence. Here I go. Mate, I'm a what bit. What how much you going to get on that? Four bucks. I'll get a bit on that. Four, Don't worry about that. I backed them last week as well. Wow. Yeah, uh, I told you a couple of weeks ago. They get. They get. They every time they score no points, they're closer to scoring points. <laughs> 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 uh, it's oh, just. Well, it's that's probability. Cool to hear on the podcast, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Probability. I said it earlier. It's either going to fire them up or it's going to flop them. I'm going to go Brisbane just because they're at home. But I really, I think the Sharks will win too. But I just can't bring myself to do it at this point in time. Yeah, I've done it. But uh, Saturday, you need to. Yeah. You got a bit of room to make up. You're me last year, right now. That's all right. Uh, Saturday, uh, we go to Campbelltown. It's the Tigers versus the Raiders. Uh, Tigers. Tigers. I don't need to say anything else. I don't think. Tigers, Raiders are a mess. Yeah, Farrell will be on a high. So will Woods, Tedesco, Brooks. It's a nice spy in the building. I like the young back row, Akawala. I like the bench. The Raiders stink. I like a lot about the Tigers. They stink. Yeah, Milford, yeah Milford's back in. Reese Robinson's been dropped. Vaughan's back on the bench. So a few little changes, yeah, but nothing different. Milford was on the bench and didn't get any game time until like the 45th minute or something. Good, I just bench, just bench him. Yeah, just bench him. <laughs> Uh, well, Saturday again, it's the Cowboys at home versus South. I don't think we need too much thought on this one either. I'm going to go the Bunnies just to absolutely bash the crap out of them. Should I tip the Cowboys? No, I can't I can't do it. South. South are just too tough. Well, no Brent Tate. Uh, there's going to be no Matt Scott. I didn't see, uh, I can't remember actually, if Cost Jason or Thompson got named, but Rip Cartledge and a hamstring injury. They're also missing Gavin Cooper as well. Yeah, they got plenty of Glenn Hall's been dropped. Tom Ilo's been moved into the starting lineup. I don't mind that. They're going to have to. Yeah, they should have done that last time. Big rabbit eyes pack. Yeah, I don't think going for the Cowboys are at home, but um, I've got the bunnies. Boom. Clean sweep on that one. Sunday, New Zealand Warriors versus the Penny Panthers over in New Zealand. Bro. Panthers. I, I win. I, I thought earlier on he was pretty keen on that one. I think they'll, uh, they'll outgrind the Warriors. I think if, if Penrith make errors, they'll get smashed. But I, I think if Penrith play the game plan they've been implementing and working to, I think they can outgrind the Warriors and the Warriors will crumble. Because you know, they, they're going to commit rugby league suicide eventually. I love it, though. That's brilliant. Gossip, yeah. <laughs> you're a Panther man. What, what do you reckon? Oh, the Panthers are a much smarter outfit than the Warriors, but... Um yeah, I'm going to go to the Panthers, uh, but they're going to play a lot better than they did last start against the Dragons. They were, they were woeful, and they weren't the better side that won. So they've really got to lift their game, and hopefully the buyers done in the world are good, and um, they can come out firing like they have um, earlier in the season. Yeah, I'm going to back the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Samoan Lewis is doing the Warriors. I love the loose foot
they're, where are they now? I think they're six or six in their last seven or five oh, in their last seven. I've liked what I've seen. Uh, the Souths game, I saw enough. They just switched off for 20 minutes. And, um, and if yeah. anyone knows how to beat the Warriors... It's Mr. Cleary, bro. Oh, Cleary. Yeah, well, good on him. He'll, he'll be getting all, all the NOS this week. There'll be plenty of NOS and plenty of offloads, Ooh, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, again, we've got Parramatta versus the Newcastle Knights. Chrissy Sandow avoiding suspension. Will Hopawade was not named, so not too sure whether he will be back in this week or not. So Morgan and Tonga in the centres. Lee Mossop is out. Darcy Lussick, Mitch Allgood added to an extended bench. And Newcastle, uh, pretty much the exact same side, except Cade Snowden comes back in. Uh, David Farlow goes out. Gossip, you go first. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm going to go the Knights, boys. They look good on Monday night. They are coming off a Monday night game, which is which is never a good thing. But um, going off last start, Knights are much better than the Eels. Eels are a bit disappointing and looking like the Eels of old. So I'll go the Knights. Boxhead, what do you reckon, mate? I've got no idea. I'll, I'll just go, I'll go the Eels just because it's at home. And I don't think they've lost yeah. a game there at home, have they, this year? I mean, no, they've been very good at home. So. No, that was enough. But I agree with you. The Knights were great on Monday night. The halves are great. Their yeah. defence was absolutely rubbish on the run home. But yeah. uh, even with Snowden or a few of them back in, Parra may be short one or two, but I'm going to back the home record. Like you said, every time they go, they seem to just rack up the points. So. Yeah, if Haynes there, that's that's a big in as well. Mm. Right, so it depends on home players. Yeah. Monday night, we wrap up with uh, St. George. You have to play for the whole 81 minutes this time, guys, right? <laughs> you have to be switched <laughs> on for the whole game, okay? But uh, they versed in the Melbourne Storm, who got a bit of form back as far as attack was concerned last week. Defence, still a bit of an issue, but uh, I'm going to back Melbourne. Mm. I think uh, I, I liked it. We were hurting. Smith was hurting, so was Billy after the loss. Hopefully that fires him up for the rest well, of the Well, I've got to be honest. The Titans are crap, and St. George struggled to beat them. So I, I can't not tip the Storm. And the Storm were woeful last time they played the Dragons, and the Dragons still couldn't beat them. <laughs> Yeah, I usually like my uh, Monday night upset, but I can't this week. The Dragons seem to be going win-loss, win-loss. After they win against the Titans, I think they'll lose to the Storm. Storm are playing good football at the moment, and it's shortened quite a bit in the um, Premiership market too this week. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, good times uh, here. We've got Eagles for you, Gossip, man, Brock on the Roosters, uh, me and you on the Broncos, Brock's on the Sharks. Uh, we've got a <laughs> clean sweep on the Tigers and Souths. You've both got on the Pennies. I'm on the Warriors. Me and Brock are on the Eels. You're on the Knights and a clean sweep on the Storm. So there's a few points up for grabs. That's always good. Yeah, good. Yeah, happy days. Great times, mate. Well, uh, thanks for the update, and we'll speak to you next week. No worries. See you next week, boys. See you, buddy. See you, buddy. A big thank you, as always, goes to Mr. Gossip. And if you want to catch up with him on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in NRL Gossip. Or on Twitter, his handle is at NRL Gossip. But that wraps us up. If you want to get in contact with us here on the podcast on Twitter, our handle is at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and. The email is fifth and last hot, uh, fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. A big thank you also goes to sportingbet.com, as always, for their free bets that they let us give away every week, as well as our charity bets. Uh, remember to keep your eyes open for the Pick the Score competitions for your chance to win a $100 free bet thanks to sportingbet.com. And remember, NRL or any sport, there is no better bet than a sporting bet. Just reminding you, again, as always, we are moving away. 
Uh, we're on Audio Boo now. We've moved our podcast away from Podomatic. I've extended our subscription on there for one more month just to help the transition. A lot of people have been moving over, but we've still got just that last little bit. So I'll repeat myself for the next couple of weeks, just like I did last week. We are no longer on Podomatic, or we no longer will be in a few weeks' time. So audioboo.com. Get yourself over there. They're now housing uh, lots of shows, podcasts like the Triple M Grill Teams podcast, uh, you know, a lot of other radio stations and sports shows. So audioboo.com, get over there, got in our fifth and last page, and uh, also the iTunes. If you haven't resubscribed since we shut down our link from Podomatic, uh, unsubscribe and then type us back in again, fifth and last in our podcast on iTunes, and resubscribe. But for now, guys, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.